I no longer dream, but I was once a hunter too. There's nothing more horrific than a hunt. In case you fail to realize, the things you hunt, they're not beasts. They're people. One day you will see. Your blood's gonna burn. I knew it was. The devil came. He's just bad for good. So death is coming. To purge this town. I know your name. Must not disturb this place. Beasts do not venture above and mean no harm to anyone. If you still insist on hunting them, then I will hunt you first. You can all run if you want to. You can all hide if you need, but I. Hello and welcome to Dark Insight Episode 2 with myself, Death Note. First off, I'd like to say a great thank you to everyone who has supported Episode 1. I got quite a lot more listens than I was expecting, so I'd like to say thank you very, very much to everyone that tuned in. I want to say a big shout out to obviously the Twin Humanity Boys, CJ and Paddy, for pushing and promoting the podcast. They They did that quite ceaselessly to be honest uh, also Jeremy Greer he, he put that out quite a lot as well and also uh, Vader Van Odin who I would also like to announce who is my new co-host on the podcast so hello Vader and welcome to Dark Insights thank you very much uh, I'm glad to be here it's good to have you aboard so uh, you are from the other side of the world to me obviously I'm based in the UK and you are from New Zealand. New Zealand, the land of the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that is correct. Um, so, yep, everything we have is opposite. Um, I'm on the other side of the world, other side of the time, and it's morning, and it's winter here for me, so it's cold in my room. I left the heater on last night, overnight, so it wasn't cold when I woke up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and obviously over here at the moment, it's nighttime and nice and warm. It's very, very warm over here at the moment, considering... It's uh, the sun should have gone down by now. It's absolutely scorching. So uh, yeah, so welcome to uh, Dark Insight, and thank you for joining me. Not a problem. All right. So uh, I just like to uh, sort of get into things and just have a little chat about because obviously I'd, I've been talking to you a lot on on Twitter, and obviously that's where we kind of met chatting and stuff. And obviously you 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 you, you have a good fondness for the souls games have you yep, always have you always been into the souls games since they first came around or yeah um, i started in the souls games quite early um my brother introduced me to demon souls before i even had a playstation 3 um and it, he got he imported the american copy because right. he just heard that it was a, a great a great game um he had his ear to the ground and heard on on the grapevine that it was fantastic so he imported it uh when atlas um brought it over from japan and it was very limited limited to release yeah um i gave it a go and i didn't really because i didn't have a, i wasn't i was in my gaming break of my life or i hadn't I didn't have a console well i had a wii 
which I played with the <laughs> wife. Um, gave it a go, kind of, he was just visiting, so I only had a couple of days to give it a go. Um, yeah, thought it was all right, found it really hard. Um, but then um, my nephew came to stay with us, and then he bought a copy. He bought the the New Zealand release or the Europe European release. Right. Um, and then I, I gave another go and pushed through and just loved it. Um, got way into it. And based, based on that, I pre-ordered Dark Souls 1. Knew nothing about Dark Souls. Um, but yeah, just knew it was coming out. So I pre-ordered and got way into it. And yes, yeah, I know, probably about four, four, five hundred hours at least of Dark Souls 1. Wow. That's, that's, um, that's a considerable amount. That's a lot. That, that's an estimate because I actually, I tried the, um, Dropbox glitch so I could create a new character after I'd made my, got through the game once or twice with my, platinumed with my first character and I actually stuffed it up and deleted my character. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, so I had to make new characters. I had three PvP characters rocking, um, in Dark Souls 1. Yeah, mostly Dex. I went Dex Faith, Dex Sorcery. Um, and I think I tried a strength pyromancer, uh, all for PvP. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was way into it. Um, yeah, it's just kind of gone from there. So yeah, I st- as I say, I started quite early, um, before the European release was, um, was sent out by Namco, by, before Namco picked it up. Yeah. I, I played the game, uh, the Demon Souls. Oh, that's it. That's just, it, it's mad sort of obviously talking to, people like yourself and everyone that's been into it from obviously day one because obviously i'm i'm new within to the scene like obviously i came on board with bloodborne <laughs> so yeah going backwards it's 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 been pretty mad actually it's um there's only been a few other games like i said before that have drawn me in so much like uh the metal gear series i'm an absolute massive geek for all metal gear stuff and obviously the Final Fantasy, yeah, they're they're so good. Final Fantasy series, love Final Fantasy. I've been playing them since I could play computer games. <laughs> when I had an NES, I I started playing Final Fantasies from then, and I've literally played every single one from being a little wee lad. And then obviously, I, yeah, and then I fell into obviously found Bloodborne. I I I I avoided them because obviously the, the difficulty, as I said last on my last podcast, because I'm a, I'm a, I have a bit of a short temper, so I didn't think <laughs> I'd get I didn't think I'd get through it. But just following through Bloodborne and talking to the Twin Humanity guys, they made me push through, and now I'm absolutely addicted. Like obviously, I just finished Scholar of the First Sin, and that that was that, to be honest, that was a hell of a lot more difficult than Bloodborne. I found. It's, yeah, Bloodborne wasn't actually that hard once you got into it. Yeah, that was the thing. It it really was uh, relative. I wouldn't say easy compared to a lot of the games out there, but in compared to what I've played, compared to Scholar, it was a, a cakewalk pretty much because it's it's just purely about just making get time in your dodges right. Whereas I found Dark Souls, you really had to sort of learn their move sets and stuff like the enemy move sets and stuff. Otherwise, you could get trampled quite easily and I, I did get trampled quite a lot and I gotta say actually Dark Souls 2 Scholar actually made me rage a few times and I, I didn't do that with Bloodborne to be perfectly honest so it's uh, I, yeah nothing wrong with a bit of raging <laughs> the, I, it's a shame though like I'm, I'm glad I'm a bit more grown up now because obviously when I was younger raging consisted of controllers <laughs> at walls and <laughs> I, I, I dread to think how much I spent on controllers it was just ridiculous 
Oh, I've so. spent a lot on controllers, but that's because my kids keep breaking them. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's that's one thing I'm not looking forward to. Is my, the the wee one stealing the controllers. He tries to do that all the time. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a funny little thing. So yeah, so are, are you sort of? Do you play sort of Final Fantasy as well? Yes, I'm into Final Fantasy. Um, I would have started with Final Fantasy VII was my first game. Started with seven. I think that's because yeah. obviously the, it was the major first major release, wasn't it, for sort of RPG on PlayStation? It was just huge. Yeah. Um, well, I was into RPGs because of my brothers um, from previous games on Commodore 64 and also uh, Mega Drive. But we never owned it in Nintendo, so I never tried any of the other Final Fantasies before that. Um, and so the first PlayStation Final Fantasy was 7, so it kind of just made sense that we, we picked it up. Knew nothing about the series. I don't even think I realised... I must have realised there was six others before it, but <laughs> um, I don't know. I just never really thought about the previous ones. Well, no, that, that's totally true, though, because I know people that, same as you, came on at seven and had never even knew of the previous six, and they're, they're actually playing them now because of like iOS and emulators and things. They're actually going back to play them because, obviously, yeah. they're, they're re-releasing them on sort of mobile platforms and stuff. So, Yeah, exactly. I... I've my brothers played through when we were kids, like around the same time we ended up getting a um a hold of Final Fantasy Six, I think. Um and I've I watched him play it, but I never played it myself. Um I think it's because I watched him play it, I've never actually got around to playing it. I've but I played the earlier ones. I've got Final Fantasy four or five on my phone, I think. Um, the DS version of it. Um, so yeah, I've played a, I've played a lot of the earlier ones through emulator or and or phone. I, re- I really like the ones that they uh, the, the DS ones because they actually did work to them, didn't they? For the the, the DS versions, if I'm right. Yes, saying, yeah, it's all 3D. Like they've got little 3D models and and things. You got Cecil and um, yeah, who runs around the world and changes costumes when he changes from a dark knight to a, a white knight. <laughs> Nice, yeah. I, I I I never did get round to. I did have a DS, but I literally bought it just for the new Zelda uh, Link Between Worlds. I bought it. <laughs> I bought a DS just for that. Played it, then got rid of my DS after I'd finished Zelda. Um, um, yeah, I think a lot of people pick up a uh, DS or Nintendo consoles for Zelda games. Yeah, I I have in the past. That's pretty much what made me pick them up. But I'm I'm kind of like, well, I've just recently bought a house. I'm not going to probably be able to pick one up for the new Zelda, which I'm absolutely gutted about. Yeah, houses are expensive. <laughs> yes, very much so. So very worth it, though. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so what was your first Final Fantasy game into the series? Oh, uh, God. It would have been two or three, possibly. Oh, so you're quite early. Yeah. See, the problem with New Zealand, we're in the... Uh, the dark ages of video games even now we kind of restricted what we get and there's always yeah often limited um ver- copies of them and it's not as a bigger community because i hear like people on podcasts over in the uk and america talking about gaming communities and it's it's never been as strong or as um as present in new zealand and so back in the 90s we got very little games a lot of games weren't even brought here oh um, that sucks <laughs> so 
yeah, I, I, yeah, as I say, and we didn't really have game stores to go buy the stuff and the big department stores didn't care about gaming. It was kind of a niche market. So yeah, it was, it was quite hard to actually get. Um, I actually remember buying our PlayStation. We went and bought Final Fantasy seven and Tomb Raider, I think the same day. Um, and we went into a store called Bond and Bond, which doesn't exist in New Zealand anymore. And they had, they didn't have a shelf full of games. They had a glass cabinet with a couple of games sitting in it. Wow. Like it was <laughs> locked away and there was literally only two or three copies of each game. Um, and they only had five or six games. <laughs> like it was very, very, um, niche, as I say back then in New Zealand. I may be re- remembering it slightly off, but yeah, it was a lot harder to yeah. get a lot of these exclusive games. See, that's, that's crazy. Sometimes I kind of don't realize how lucky I am sort of living in London because obviously everything's there just everything and it being london it's you can get anything you want anything yeah. it's <laughs> and i i do some i i got to say sometimes i kind of forget that it's all there for me on a plate and like people like yourselves like you had struggles getting these things like i grew up with them just going to the local market area and there'd be loads of shops selling games there was there's one place that we used to go and he was really cool it's like an indoor market but he used to sell all the sort of nes games and but also like the you could go in and trade like star wars figurines and all that sort of thing so i'd go in and trade me old star wars or transformers toys for a little bit of money <laughs> to get some computer games and stuff it was but it's a shame that place got shut down but i, I loved that place I used to spend like so much time in there and that was next door to the local comic book store as well, which is awesome. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was, we had none of that um, Like growing up. None of my friends really played um, video games. They only got into it with uh, the Xbox um, kind of era with Halo. Um, See, so yeah, none of my high school friends ever really play games, not the way. They never had a passion the way I do. Um, yeah. So as I say, never. It's kind of been, I've been a lone soldier in the gaming <laughs> for a long while i've got my brother um a couple of my brothers are way into it um so i guess they're, they're the ones who i play with and chat with about games yeah yeah it's uh yeah it's i, I do yeah i need i think i need to uh not take things for granted as much i do, I do think oh, uh, yeah. so obviously speaking of lots of games this week e3 the, yes. the big one of the year, uh, everyone has been going crazy. Obviously, Twitter has been going absolutely bananas. I actually had to, to put my Twitter on silent because it was <laughs> it, 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 it was just going ridiculous. And I was at work then at home and I was trying to go to bed because I couldn't stay out for the Sony conference because it was like three in the morning, but my phone was just still going bananas. I was just like, oh, I had to turn it off because I would have never got to sleep. Yeah, I was a bit, I, I listened while I was at work because it was uh, like one, two o'clock, two o'clock I think it was in the afternoon for me. So I just sat and listened to, um, listened to it while I was working. So, uh, should we have a little chat about A3 then? Yeah. Let's, uh, well, obviously, I, we'll, we'll go through sort of the best and possibly sort of worst things that we, we didn't really particularly enjoy about e3 obviously i've got a few games that i wanted to talk about was there anything sort of in particular that you you sort of p 
piqued your interest out of the uh, sort of the, the the bigger games that that are out there? Is anything sort of uh, indie or anything that piqued your interest? Oh, yeah, there's actually quite a, a few that I was um, quite keen on. Um, I, I in general I thought all the shows were quite good. Um, there was a lot brought to the table. Um, and I was quite happy there was a few surprises uh, because I've kind of been a bit disappointed with the amount of, I guess, anti-climaxes in the gaming industry at the moment. We seem to know everything that's coming for years ahead. Um, yeah, no real surprise. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. It's um, everything's it gets leaked, so it either gets leaked or there's just. It seems like, as you say, the the, the, the dev, developers aren't willing to sort of do new IPs that I think they've just been playing it safe too much recently yeah they don't want to take the risk and the you know the the funders people funding it you know want to they're pushing to draw generate hype um, so they can guarantee they're going to make a return on their investment but yeah the hype ends up offering backfiring um, because too much pressure is put on the developer to deliver and that pressure obviously doesn't pay off like with Assassin's Creed Unity um, Watchdogs. <laughs> Watchdogs. Oh, that's an even better example. Um, <laughs> that was built up, and I was really keen on it. Me, seeing yeah. the early E three stuff, but was yeah, didn't deliver. Yeah, yeah it, it's such a shame because, as you say, that they know they've spent sort of so much money on a specific game, and they have to try and push it as hard as they can to sort of bring their money back. And one of those games, I feel is Destiny. I, I, I've been a big defender of Destiny for a while and I I definitely feel like a lot of content has been cut from the main game to sell as DLC to, to make even more money for themselves, being as Activision yep. and then seeing this E3, the, um, the trailer for their new expansion, The Taken King, I was just, I was, I sat there just shaking my head just in disapproval. <laughs> I, I thought it was the it was just so unbelievably cheesy. I've never seen anything so cheesy in my entire life. I really don't. And th- there was there was one thing that I found really awkward with that as well. That um, basically, if you hadn't bought the previous two expansions, Dark Below and House of Wolves, yep. you couldn't play their new one that comes in September, Taken King. Which I know okay. I, I know some I know some games do do it that way. But a lot of games now, you can sort of pick and choose your DLC, which you choose to play. But they're like, nope, if you haven't got them, you have to buy them, then you buy that. Which some people didn't want to buy The Dark Below because it was not very good. And House of Wolves has been pretty much the same as well. So it's just like, ugh, I don't know. I think they're just cheeky, money money grabbing. And I've, I've kind of come to an end of a love with that game. I've defended it for <laughs> so long now. It's just... I've had enough. It's just like, nope, not playing it anymore. Nope. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I actually picked up the, my PlayStation 4 with Destiny. I got the Destiny bundle, the yeah. white console. Um, but I I enjoyed it. Um, and it was fun. And it, was a, it's a, it plays fantastic. It was, uh, but yeah, I, yes. I, got, I got a bit bored and I, I, I flogged it off um, to go towards Budborn, I think. I pretty much because a bonus at the local game store. If you trade in, you got like an extra trade in credit for pre orders. So that helped me fund Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they did that for Bloodborne uh, over here as well. Um, 
well, I can't remember what I, I think it was Devil, Devil May Cry I traded in actually the the DMC the re the remaster one that they did, but they as you say they give extra credit. So I thought ah oh, Bloodborne, which I'm glad I'd done. <laughs> Good, yeah. But, you wouldn't be here if you didn't. No, that's it. But yeah, Destiny, it's, it's, I agree with you, such a fundamentally good game, but lacking in so many other areas. And it, I think that's a shame, obviously, coming from a company like Bungie. So, yeah, I'm, I, am, I'm in, I am glad that they, the game does work and it plays well. Like, yeah. good on them for making a good, solid game that looks good, feels good, and is fun for a time. Um, I just think the addiction of the loot, loot chasing. That that's what it is. It's, it's a it's a constant loot chase for for nothing really. You get your loot and then you're at the end. You're like, okay, now next expansion. Wait for my new loot. Yeah, and it's I, to be honest, I um I was more put off. I may have was stuck with with it for a bit longer, but my son um liked to watch me play it. And when I was at work, he he jumped on and. He liked to run around. I'd give him a chance to run around in the kind of open areas and shoot some monsters. Um, but he didn't like the color of my, my gear. So he dismantled it. Oh no. <laughs> so I went from level 29 or so to, um, down to, I don't know, I think level 23. Oh. Just from dismantling my gear. And yeah, just couldn't yeah so i tried getting some more new gear got my armor back up pretty quick but just couldn't get a new gun so i was doing uh missions you know level 28 missions when i was and i just had a gun that was probably equivalent to a level 22 oh and so i just couldn't couldn't get into it (laughs) couldn't get back into it so i should thank him because i i didn't get addicted Uh, (laughs) yeah i I gotta say i i did get uh pretty addictive i was sort of i I, to the point where i was making sure we was picking up my son and rushing home putting him to bed (laughs) so i could get on to do raids and stuff and i was just like this is ridiculous why am i doing this (laughs) dad dad's a destiny oh lord (laughs) Uh, Um, yeah i never actually got a chance to try the raids um see that 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 is what kept me going. The raids were absolutely fantastic. When you when you've got the whole team and everyone working together, strategizing that's a good word. Strategizing. Yes, strategizing. Strategizing. Oh, that's a that's a funny word. Yes, doing stuff together. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was really really awesome, and that was possibly the thing that kept me playing for for so long. I, I, yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. I guess that goes back to my problem of not having any um, real real world gaming friends. I really had no one to play um, with. Um, I did manage to jump on with a mate of mine's. He had some friends who were playing it, and we tried doing the raid, but they'd brought in people who were way too low level. Um, uh, so yeah. there was there was like five or six of us, and three were probably like 22, 23 kind of level and. Mm. And it's twenty six you have to be for the first raid. Well, it's twenty twenty six to get in, but you it's if you're all twenty six and you're doing it, it's it can be quite tough. Yeah, so we they'd brought because the guy who was hosting it, he was twenty he was like twenty eight or something, but the other guys he'd brought in were too low and we spent for like forty five minutes trying to open the stupid door with the robots spawning and you had to keep them out of there's like the three buttons or three po- 
Oh yeah, yeah, the the the, the three plates that you have to stand on and wait for the it basically builds a spire and it unlocks the main door, but you have to keep yeah. the uh, the predatorians they call them the big the big things. That's what it's, yeah, yeah. But, the, um, and it was just ridiculous. Like three of us were doing stuff, the other three were running around with like headless chickens, and and it didn't work, and so they ended up um, breaking. You can actually glitch through the door. Yeah, that's right. Here yeah, you can, yeah. And so we ended up doing that. And then someone said, oh, yeah, we're not actually going to be able to finish it. This is just... So we spent up like 20 minutes jumping, platforming. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I didn't know any of these guys. It was just it was just boring. And then someone said we weren't actually going to be able to finish the, the level or get a reward for doing this. I'm like, why am I spending hours doing this? It's stupid. <laughs> yeah. And so I just jumped out. And that's my only experience with the raids. Uh, um, I didn't bother. Yes. I didn't bother with the DLC. Um, before I was tempted, I, I I flogged it off. Yeah, it's definitely the, the DLCs were just more of the same as the main game, really. Just a couple of story missions. It was the raid that, once again, that's the only thing that was super good about the DLC. I found was the, with the raids, really, the, they were spectacular. If you had the right team, they were they were really really good. Because yeah. aren't, aren't they re-releasing the game? Like in a way, like with the sunk, the, well, not sunken king. That's Dark Souls. Uh, <laughs> Taken King. Yeah, um, um, I've done because because you mentioned that you have to have the pre- previous ones. I've I've heard. Ch- I actually avoided. I didn't actually bother watching the Destiny E3 um, conference, whatever it was, whatever conference was shown in. I skipped that part. Um, the yeah, I've, the re-releasing. It's gonna be like a hundred and thirty dollars here, and it's like gonna be like fifty pounds or something over your way. Uh yeah, that's um well. Uh, yeah, I think they're doing they're doing four different versions of the Taken King, which is ridiculous. I, th- I know one of them's a collector's edition, which I think is about 50, 50 UK pounds, which um, comes with both the DLCs and uh, some extra bits and bobs and the Taken King. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's where are we go now. Yeah, let's have a little look. Da, 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 da. Yeah, so I, th- I thought one of the more expensive one actually comes with the original game as well. It's like a full re-release, like a game of the year edition. Yeah, yeah, we've got. Uh, see, so it's 80, 80 UK pounds. Ooh, that yeah. yeah, that cut. That's that one. It comes with obviously Destiny expansion one, expansion two, and oh, and the Taken King with like some uh, like color shaders things and that's that's basically 80 pounds 80 uk quid which is yeah quite a lot <laughs> yes i guarantee it'll be more expensive here oh really Dude. oh yeah we get we get gypped with prices oh add, I, th- add, I thought it was expensive here <laughs> add, add 10 pounds onto to your price is what it would get it would cost for us cheeky well, I might certainly wouldn't say. I don't think Destiny's worth that much. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for certain. Oh, maybe not. Um, yeah, the t- Destiny. This time, I may be wrong. The Taken King Collector's Edition is one hundred and thirty-four New Zealand dollars. I mean, that's not too far off, then. I don't think is it. I'm not too sure of the old uh, the old exchange rate. I think that's. Relatively close. That's uh, sixty pounds. That's actually quite good then. That, yeah, that is. That's like <laughs> that's yeah, it's cheaper. I'd be 
I've been proven wrong. But generally, <laughs> things are more expensive here. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, Destiny. So, uh, next one that definitely going on from Destiny and Bungie, Halo 5. I don't know. Uh, are you a Halo 5 player at all? A Halo 5 player? Uh, a Halo player at all? Um, never. I've never owned a Xbox console. I used to play multiplayer with my friends back on the Xbox and Xbox 360. Um, but never been. I had a hard time getting into the Xbox because the original controller was so big. It was. It was a house brick. It was huge. <laughs> I agree. And I, I've got small hands and I just couldn't handle it. Like my mate had, they released the, the smaller version the smaller one, and yeah. I had a fight to get it because I just could not play with the big one. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I have to take my hand off the controller and reach across to hit the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, but but yes, I played that. Never been. I never followed it really though. So yeah. Ah, well, Halo Five. Obviously, they they obviously showed that at, uh, the Microsoft one. They opened up with it. Looks, I've got to say, pretty spectacular. Because uh, yeah, I, I've 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 played Halo from all, all the way through. I've not missed a Halo game. Uh, but once again, I'm going to have to miss this Halo, which I'm pretty gutted about because I'm not going to be able to afford to uh, get an Xbox One, which is a shame. But I'm not going to go out of my way to buy a console for one game because that's that's pretty much the only game I'm going to want to play, really. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, just sorry, it's just um, I found that interesting. Um, I as I say, I don't know Halo. Um, but I did watch the trailer for it, and I thought it looked a bit cheesy. <laughs> like, but maybe it's because I don't know the story. But it just—I think it was. I'm trying to remember what it was. Maybe it was there. You had the squad with you in this game, and it's yeah. The, is it the first one that does that? Yeah. Like it actually explains how you can do co-op, and I like that idea. But just the way they talked was just just seemed real irritating, and I just kind of—I don't know. I I actually was surprised to hear Halo fans that they were so keen on it. I thought they might have been put off because I. As a game, coming in from a person who doesn't know Halo, seeing it as a game, I was not interested. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got to say, uh, th- that sort of macho, cheesy speaking, that that is a Halo quirk. That's very okay. Halo-esque, yeah. The, 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 the scripts are quite good, but as you say, it is quite... Um, yeah, it is, it is a bit cheesy. I, I, can, I totally see where you're coming from. Yeah, but... Um, see, the, the thing is, we don't really know sort of what's going on with a lot of this game, to be honest, because uh, the one they showed with the squad, that's a guy called Agent Locke, who's actually hunting Master Chief, the original main character. So no one really knows what's going on there, and they haven't shown any footage of of Master Chief playing yet, so no one knows how that's going to play. I think m- m- more people more care about the multiplayer, to be fair. <laughs> I, yeah, I find that sad though. It, it, it is, it is a shame. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't generally play the multiplayer's like same with Destiny. I just no multiplayer PvP is not really for me. Yeah, I, I yeah. <laughs> Things will get broken if I play PvP. <laughs> this is why I kind of didn't realise that uh, I'd get on with Dark Souls and Bloodborne because I thought I'd just break things. And yeah, so yeah. I mean, uh, what other sort of uh, bits did you uh, look at over E3 that looked looked good to you? Um, 
Yeah, yes, I'm just trying to flick through what I saw. Um, it's so much at the time you're watching. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to remember that. And then you forget. Uh, there's so much in the conferences. Um, obviously, Fallout 4 looks good and is quite exciting. Um, see, see, this is another thing. Like you mentioned Fallout 4. I think it looks okay. But every, like the, the internet basically blew up with Fallout 4. And... I never did get into Fallout. I never understood the, the the big thing for Fallout. Did did you play the Fallout games at all? Uh, yes, I I really I never actually finished Fallout Three because I never owned a copy. I just borrowed it from my sister. Hmm. Um, but I yeah played it a fair bit. Um, I actually played the start of the game a couple of times because I played on her console before I owned one. I borrowed it. She lived next door, so I borrowed it from her. Um, and then. Yeah, I borrowed it, borrowed the game when I bought my console, and yeah, I just enjoyed exploring um, and being able to take out guys. I think I, I was like, you could choose if you're going to be good or bad, and I was ex- I was super good. I became like like the highest setting for for good, and yeah. so I just if I was constantly every time I'd walk out of a building, I'd be attacked by the bad like raider group, <laughs> and all I did is I'd wear their armor, and so every time they turned up. I could just kill them, take their armor, and then repair mine. So I had a constant supply of oh, nice. of, of materials to make sure I had full armor. And the armor was decent. It was kind of in the mid-range. It wasn't heavy, so it didn't slow me down. Um, but no, it was, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed exploring the wasteland. See, I, I, I liked that whole idea of, of the exploring and stuff. But I, the, the thing I, could, oh, I struggled with was obviously where it's obviously the uh, first-person RPG yep. pl- plus a shooter. I kind of struggled because it was kind of it was neither one or the other because you, you couldn't. I found if you just used first person shooting, you didn't really do the the right amount of damage. But if you, I I struggled with the VAT system really badly. For I don't know why I just I I couldn't get on with the VAT system. Okay, and that just seemed because my best friend he played it and he must have put about two hundred hours into that game and he absolutely loved it. But yeah, I, I just couldn't wrap my head around the VAT system for whatever reason. I was just like, this doesn't really work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, it seemed familiar to me. I don't know why, but it just seemed to make sense. Um, maybe it goes back because I played Vagrant Story as a kid. It had a similar kind of idea where you could stop time and and choose where you're aiming to do do critical hits or do certain things. Um, yeah, so they kind of just jailed with me, I guess. Because mm. ah, um. cause there's some people who actually play um, Fallout and don't use the VATs. Like my brother, he would just shoot it. He'd, uh, he'd play quite a lot as just a first-person shooter. Mm, so um, that's interesting because I, I, I really struggled when I played it just as a first-person shooter for whatever reason. Uh, I just, oh, it's hard. It, yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not as smooth as Destiny. That's for sure. Like, it's not a. It's not really a first-person shooter by itself. But yeah, he did. He criticised me for just relying on vets constantly. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 it was I, there for a reason. The, the, yeah, I suppose that it, it's there to be used, isn't it? So I suppose yeah. that's that's how they want they how they want you to play the game I suppose but if you if you've got the patience for because when you do it in the first person you have to be really precise and make sure you're getting sort of shots to the head otherwise you're wasting precious ammo but, really yep yeah that's that's the thing I sort of struggled with so I yes. believe the Fallout New Vegas that was the iron sights were better on that 
Um, so it's better for first person shooting, but I never got into that one. Um, I don't know what it was. I just couldn't get into it. I've heard that from a lot of people who played it that, uh, they, they couldn't get into New Vegas for whatever reason. I've heard that from a few people. Yeah. I, I think it's the, they had this an overriding that, um, factions and if you help one faction, the other faction would automatically be your enemy. Right. Okay. And it wasn't as black and white in, in the first uh, Fallout 3. And I think I, I kind of didn't like that because sometimes it wasn't obvious that you're helping one group. Um, and so I kind of, yeah, I think that kind of bugged me. But yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, right. So what other games do we have? Did you watch, uh, Needs for Speed at all? Did you see the trailer for that? Uh, briefly, I thought, <laughs> I remember seeing Paddy and CJ commenting on it on Twitter about how <laughs> it looked ridiculous. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was talking to them guys about it. It was just, it was just so, it was, it's the worst, it, by far the worst camera for a driving game I've ever seen in my entire life. Basically, you, you'd have a sort of a chase camera above, but when coming fast into a corner, the camera would pan down and kind of sit by yes. your, your back left or back right wheel. So basically, all you could see was the car and you couldn't see anything else. So you're trying to do do a precision corner and you can't see bugger all. <laughs> yeah, but the car looks good and that's what counts. <laughs> that's what counts. <laughs> I, I, the one thing I did notice actually, I, I suppose because because of the sort of game is, I thought the graphics were pretty spectacular. I, I think it looked really, really, really polished. It Some of the cars looked ultra, ultra realistic. But once again... I, you tend to find driving games do tend to have really good graphics. For well, yeah, Need for Speed and um, they've yeah they've always been kind of up there with their good looking graphics and their cars that make the cars look cool. Yeah, it's, it's been their thing. I've never really been into any of the games. I think uh, Underground was the only one I really played most of the way through. Yeah, to be honest, that was uh, not underground for me. It was underground too, but that I played that quite a lot. But the other the other games, I kind of sort of flitted in and out. I, I'd get I'd get them, play them, and then sort of trade them back in because I tend to only pick games up like that when there's nothing else around. I'm like, I'm going to play. Yeah, no, my mate is he's way he's a way into the car scene. Um, he's has his, he's had his Evos and fancy cars all, like all through our lives. Um, and so I always played with him. But yeah, Underground was the best. I kind of liked it. I don't really like the Need for Speed with the cop chasers. I think that's just real boring and overdone. Yeah. No, they <laughs> I'm have, not interested. Yeah, they have overplayed the whole sort of cop chasing thing to death now. Yeah. yeah. I, I just want to race, and that's what I liked about Underground. Because was it Underground it was open world, or was it Underground 2? Uh, underground 2. Yeah, it must have been that one I played quite a bit. I think I played both. I mean, I, I just yeah, like being able to pick and choose what you did. And, well, that that's yeah. the, that's the um, what they're trying to aim for with this Need for Speed. That, that it's open world. Apparently, it's huge and blah blah. It, it, to be honest, I think I might enjoy it if they get rid of that poxy camera. <laughs> that that camera will just stop me from buying the game if if they can't. Because how can you? It's a driving game. How can you drive if you can't see the damn road? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's beyond ridiculous. Maybe it's AI corners. As soon as you hit the corner, it turns for you, so you can just enjoy the look of the neon. <laughs> just enjoy your neon cars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spend all that money, make it. Oh, I want to look at it. 
Do you want oh, to yeah, that's what it's for. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. To, to be honest, I, go, go on. Sorry, um, what I've heard is um, a lot of a lot of the game they keep they're trying to they keep talking about how they it's got the open world of most one most not most wanted um, underground. It's got the car customization of this game, and it seems like they're trying to bring in all the their best bits of all their games, and that's always raises flags. It's like, well, are you gonna gel it together correctly, or is it just going to be a hot mess? Probably a hot mess. <laughs> so that, that's what I always think when they say they're going to take this element of this game and this of that. And yeah, I just, I don't know. But yeah, not interested, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> well, there was a few other games that I liked. Mirror's Edge. I can, I'll quickly glaze over that one. I don't know if you're into Mirror's Edge at all. I gave it a quick go, but you've never really tried it much. Yeah, love Mirror's Edge. Uh, there's not much to say about the new one, really. More of the same. Slightly better looking. Looks looks great. I think I'll probably enjoy it. It's nothing really, nothing new or innovative there to the Mirror's Edge series. It, but it, yeah, it looks pretty good. Um, I do like that they took away the... It's not a stark white, from what I can tell. No, yeah, the, there is a bit more colour to it. Colour's pretty loose, too. Still, <laughs> but yeah... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a bit more shading. It seems yeah, to be a bit more, more character in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I found it weird that, sorry, you said you don't want to go on about this one, but, um, they talk, talk about, uh, develop, what's the, what's the term? Kind of like a origin story of the main girl. Yeah. I thought the first one seemed to be an origin story of, of her. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, a, it's an origin of an origin. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I always, I find that weird. No, I I do agree. When it when they first said, "Oh, it's the origin story," I even hear I was on Twitter just like origin story. <laughs> I wasn't very happy, but and then I kind of thought about it, and I was like, actually, it's more an origin story of the the city and how it became so oppressed, basically and corrupt. Yeah. yeah, and I was kind See, of that, like, I'm more into that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, I I agree with that. Because my first thoughts when they said origin story for for the main character was so you're gonna start off not be on a parkour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta learn. You gotta you gotta start off on the ground level. Like <laughs> you, got, you just gotta practice jumping from curb to curb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that that would be yeah. That's the thing. That's a good point actually. So she always she must always have been. I don't know where they'll drop it in. Actually, maybe where she's. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do that. I've never actually, I didn't think of that until you just brought it up, really, to be honest. Or is she like Edward Kinway from Assassin's Creed 4? Um, even though he wasn't a trained <laughs> assassin, he has all the assassin skills and abilities. Just instant assassin. Yeah. You're she assassin now. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. She was born a parkour ninja. She could do flips as a baby. <laughs> just parkouring around the front room across all, all, all her toys and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. See, now you've got me thinking. I'm like, oh, I don't know, actually, now. I think there <laughs> might be a bit water. See? Damn you. <laughs> yeah. Devil's advocate. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, next game. So, yeah, we've got a few games to get through, so we'll slide along. Horizon. New game from uh, Guerrilla Games, I do believe it is. One's do kill, uh, Killzone. Did, you see, did yes. you see the trailer for that? Yeah, um, to be honest, all of Sony's conference I was quite impressed with. I enjoyed the whole conference. Um, and Horizon was a nice surprise. Yes, I totally agree. It was, 
I really like the concept of it. The whole sort of mechanical mechanical dinosaurs, futuristic, but back. I, I really like the concept of it. I think it looks pretty spectacular. What yeah, it, it does look good. Um, and it looked like they showed the gameplay. Like, it was very scripted, as those trailers always are. Yeah. But uh, it, it looked cool. Like, if they actually can deliver on those um, those aspects, uh, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. I, 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 I think that I agree with that, definitely. The, the, the thing that, as I said, drew, drew me in was the sort of art style and the, 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 the old meets new. That really sort of <clears throat> kind of reminds me of like uh, Blade Runner, where it's kind of like when he's in the sort of Chinatown, it's very old, but all very new at the same time. I think that's where it's got sort of new and de- decayed a little bit. I, th- I think that's brilliant. Yeah, I think that's one um Japanese RPGs have always done that well. They've kind of mixed mm. um, mixed future technologies with swords. <laughs> and, yeah. um, like the Final Fantasy series have always done it. Uh, like Final Fantasy VI, you've got the little war mechs that you fight, um, but you still use, characters still use swords and, and weapons. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool to see this done a different way because it's the same kind of concept, mixing the old with new, but it's actually actually way in the future of our world yeah but yeah it's a nice concept and it's nice to see a new ip as well not something oh, just sure. rehashed it's it's not always nice to see new ips well, what was interesting about um that i've seen on twitter that there's no tutorial is that it's just going to give you the world kind of and you learn so you got to learn how to hunt you got to learn how to deal with the enemies yourself oh, so wow. there's a lot of so, because it, it, it seems like she's a new kind of hunter, she's kind of come of age, I guess. Maybe that's that's what I'm assuming. And yeah, so you could experience it with her. That's pretty cool. I I didn't read about that, but that makes it even more interesting for me. I just I like the fact that it's just not like there you go. She's super awesome. Get on with it. It's, yeah, I that's, hope that's the case as well. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I like I like the idea of that. That's. That's made it even more interesting. It's definitely certainly yeah. one that I'm going to keep my eye on. And it's, and how they've done it, so there's no in, in-game tutorial, like there's no forced kind of bottleneck where you have to go through these steps to learn the mechanics and the game yeah. stops and says, you have to push this button now. There's apparently none of that. Um, that's what the tweet said. Mm, that would be cool. Like So kind of maybe leave it to you to sort of figure out how things are going. Yeah, I, I suppose sort of the Dark Souls games kind of do that. They give you little tutorials, but a lot of the stuff you kind of have to work out for yourself, really. Yeah, no, I like how Dark Souls they'll, they'll teach you without you realizing that you're learning. Yeah, no, I totally um, agree with that because that those forced tutorials are they're the bane of my life. I really don't like them. I wish they just could. I I can't say I've played many games, bar as you say, Dark Souls that do it so slyly that <laughs> they, they, they're there, but you don't really realize, as you say. Yeah. And they, and they, they teach you like just enemy placement. They'll throw one guy at you and then two, um, and the next, next encounter. Um, yeah. And so you're learning as you move along without actually realizing. Yeah. I like that. But yeah, some games are just like, yeah, you must do this, press this button, press that. And it's like, oh, it, I feel it kind of um, takes you out of the experience a little bit. 
Yeah. And, and you have to it, read and you've got to read all this text to kind of work out what you're supposed to actually do. Yeah. <laughs> but it break, breaks, it breaks the immersion a little bit, I think. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, Last Guardian, are you interested in that at all? Um, have, yes, have you, just you, because did, did it's finally been announced. Uh, no, I've got them through PlayStation Plus, and I'm actually thinking about doing a YouTube series of me playing through them for the first time. Um, wow. I think I'm, exci- <laughs> I think I'm expi- excited um, for the fact um, that it's been announced and there's been this, people have been assuming about it and there's all this kind of talk. Uh, especially over the last year with Sony dropping its, um, uh, what's the good, not copyright trademark of The Last Guardian. Yeah. <laughs> it's just been interesting kind of following and hearing about it. So I think I'm excited just for the fact that it's finally been announced. Yeah, it has been a, a bit of a funny journey for this game, to be honest. it's It's been sort of up and down, getting announced and then restarted and then it got rumoured that obviously it got cancelled because the team kind of disappeared and then obviously they lost their trademark by accident, but everyone yeah. thought that they had got <laughs> just got rid of the trademark and it just, some silly plonker had forgotten to renew the trademark. But it's just, uh, yeah, it's been, it has been uh, a funny journey for this game and I, I, I am very, very excited for it because obviously uh, Eco, I loved Eco, but... Uh, Shadow of the Colossus is by far one of my favourite games of all time. Absolutely love that game because it was so different being as there's obviously no enemies. It's just boss battles and the story, If as I say, I won't, no spoilers, but it's kind of by the end you're like jaw dropped, just blown away yeah. by the revelations of that game. And it kind of makes you think a lot about life in general. It's just yeah, pretty amazing. And if you haven't wait played it yet, you're you you're in for a, a very enjoyable experience. Yeah, I yeah I should I definitely should because they're not very long games, are they? No, you could put, probably Shadow of the Colossus. You, I think you could probably do that six seven hours probably. Yes, that's not bad for a YouTube series. Yeah. Eco, probably about the same, to be honest. They're not huge games, but yeah, but looking at The Last Guardian, it, it kind of, looking at it, has aspects of both Eco and Shadow of the Colossus kind of amalgamated into one. The way the game looks to me, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very excited for it, to say the least, and just looking forward to uh, solving puzzles with that big bloody dog. <laughs> <laughs> dog bird. Dog, bird, chicken, feet thing. <laughs> Do you think that the... I, I have a feeling that the... I'm assuming that's the Guardian, maybe? Or is the boy the Guardian? I don't know. Um, yeah, that, that, that's a good question. That is a good question. So, yeah, the dog, bird thing. I have a feeling, or well, my thoughts, that it'd be cool to see if they, they could evolve as you play the game. So, as the game goes on... Because I don't know if you see in the trailer they showed or the demo, it mm. jumps across that that area and it yeah. has little puttery little wings, like little weird little wings. Mm. And so it'd be kind of cool to see if it evolved and actually grew into its full form. That, that would be, yeah, that's a very interesting thought, actually. That would be very, very, very good. <laughs> see, now, now you're putting ideas in my head and it, if they don't do it, I'm going to be upset now. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but no, that is that is very good. I, I quite like the idea of that concept. Actually, watching it sort of evolve as your game goes on, being maybe it's the last guardian and it's only recently 
being born and it is it is a puppy because it, it kind, of, like it kind of acts like a puppy as well i think like the, the the way it sort of moves and talks to the not talks but the, the sounds it makes it sounds like a a, a new creature a new a new yeah oh, that's it's it's very unsure of itself and it's 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 taking guidance from a small child like the main character is only a small boy and so yeah as you say it shows that is it is very infant in its own right this this huge puppy <laughs> <laughs> puppy with his chicken feet it gets me every yeah. time i see him he's like and you look down he's just little chicken feet <laughs> and little, little blue horns poking through oh do you know what i've not even noticed them there's little blue um buds that i'm sure the horns like the just like a little goat is born with little bumps and they grow into horns as they grow older oh yeah do you know what never even noticed them there you go never even noticed them and that (laughs) would go along with the if it does grow older during the game it gaining its horns as well yeah because yeah if you look at some of the art actually one horn is actually kind of grown and one's not and it looks like yeah the right horn looks like it's growing through and the one on the left sort of isn't. So possibly, you know, your theory might be heading down the right route. I apologise if I'm I'm wrong and making stuff up. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a very interesting concept. I, I, we shall see. Yes. But yes, we shall see. Um, but yeah, I do believe it's going to be good. And I, I, I would definitely say Shadow of the Colossus will make a good youtube series especially where it's fine it just finding the bosses is fun and even though there's no enemies just exploring that landscape it's such a beautiful landscape the controls are a bit wonky but you'll get used to them <laughs> so do you think i should um, bother with ico i i would certainly play it i would definitely certainly play it. it's a great game but it's a, i would say it's a little bit slow possibly for a youtube series okay yeah, but Shadow of the Colossus, definitely, definitely, definitely. Cool, cool. Yeah, so what, what other stuff did uh, the PlayStation, I don't think they, they had much. Oh, oh, one more note about the last game before we move on. I want it to be awesome because I want it to change the stereotype of games that are in um, development for such a long time. Yes. Most games that are in development like this are uh, a bit of a failure. We've got Diablo 3 when it came out. Oh, it was putts. Yeah. It's kind of done well. In, in, um, after the fact, it's done okay with re-releases, and it's, it's still going, but its its launch was rubbish. Um, I think it had such, such a legacy to live up to, though. Yes, it did. Yeah. Duke Nukem was another one that kind of was just like, oh, what is this? <laughs> that, was, that was horrific. I, I literally played it for about 10 minutes and then had to turn it off. <laughs> I couldn't deal. I couldn't deal um, with it. And, I, and people speculate that's why Half-Life 3, just we've heard nothing about that, is maybe they just don't want it to fall into that category of... Uh, yeah. With Half-Life 3, I, I love Half-Life, but I honestly think they should never release Half-Life 3. I think it should forever stay a myth. Actually, a, f- a friend of mine worked on a short film about the non-release of Half-Life 3. It's actually quite funny. Um, yeah, I'll send you a link after. Yeah, yeah no, I, I'll definitely, yeah, I shall check that out for sure. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so we can move on now. Sorry. No, that's cool. 
Um, so, uh, da, 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 what else we got? See, there was a couple more I wanted to mention. Obviously, uh, Division, wanted to mention that. Uh, obviously, that's been a long time coming. That's been up and down like a yo-yo with uh, constant delays and the world crying about graphics, especially the, after this E3, because obviously the graphics have been slightly pulled down a little bit but the, the thing is like people always they, they get the rage over it it's it's something that happens in development if they want the games to run smoothly this is what's going to happen and i don't know why people get mad about it i i, I don't I honestly don't <laughs> yeah i i agree the graphic complaints uh, yeah couldn't care less to be honest as long as the game works well and it still looks good it just yeah. doesn't has got one less pixel on the guy's left backside like <laughs> <laughs> most definitely it's, it's not a big deal no i to be honest like the demo they showed um i watched the one from ubisoft and that was showing what they call the black zone which is basically yes. the pvp areas and th- th- it looked spectacular but once again, what I wish they wouldn't do these horrible scripted demos. It was just so cringeworthy, the script and the the, the cross chat between the players. I thought it was so cringeworthy. Was Completely just... agree. <sighs> I I was just I almost was like, yeah, I'm not going to bother this game just because of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. I I don't know why they feel the need to. I know they have to obviously try and get across to you what they're trying to show you, but. I don't think they need to do that. Just just play the demo. We we can see what's on screen. We don't need you to talk like mechanical robots for us to understand. Do they honestly think that everyone out there is that stupid that they can't understand what's going on on the screen? I think that's what it is. I think they think we're really stupid. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and, and in reality, we all know that online chat is just a hot mess of people just <laughs> talking over each other. <laughs> yeah, that, this is the thing. Like at the end, of, at the end of the demo, where he basically killed his entire team member, nobody swore at him once. That's when you know yes. it's not real. He killed all his <laughs> team members, and not one one person swore at him. Not one. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I kind of like the idea of that. That's that's pretty brutal. That you, you can even troll your best friends and just that's a bit harsh. But uh, yeah, the, I think the dark zone is going to be a bit of a, a bit of a a mess. Not a mess, but somewhere that i wouldn't particularly want to go i don't think because there's going to be people killing each other left right and center even best friends just winding people up yeah um i listened to some um people who had had a chance to actually get hands on with it Mm. and apparently um there's if you pick up a rare item because they talk about an extraction you don't just get the item you actually have to extract it and so yeah there's a delay in that, and so you get flagged, and people come to you. Um, you can actually see people with an item, like they'll actually have like a something on their on their body that will signify that they have a rare item. A rare so it kind of right. entices people to go. Maybe I should take this guy out. Mm-hmm. And you... then when that person takes them out, then they get flagged as a rogue agent, mm. and so then people are like, oh, he's probably taking someone out because he's after a good item. So then, He's rogue. I'll take him out. <laughs> oh, so it can be an endless cycle. So you might kill someone, get your item, but then another two people come along and take the item off you, and it's it's like a, yeah. an ebb and flow of high level items. <laughs> yeah, and and then when the person who finally gets it, it's just like a, a gun, the same gun they already got. <laughs> 
they do a destiny and it's just there's no real upgrades it's just the same gun over and over again <laughs> maybe a different color <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that, I, speaking of that that is the only one thing that i'm worried about it, because it has the same kind of structure 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 <laughs> as de- as destiny so i'm just worried about whether it's going to end up being the whole sort of item grind and that's what it's whole soul is going to be and I hope it's not yeah I hope they stick to the other souls they've said they're trying to aim for because they've talked about how the PvP will be like Dark Souls you can drop in and out of games so on the souls matter I hope it goes towards <laughs> the Dark Souls kind of game quality yeah yes did you speaking I'm going to shift on to another game now did you uh see the phantom pain trailer it wasn't actually shown during any of the um the conferences but it was released over e3 yes i i went and saw it on your you sent me a link oh, but i yes. also saw it on your did, facebook yes, page yes yes um i was quite surprised because up till now everything i've seen for phantom pain has been very light-hearted Bright and cheerful. <laughs> even even the battle scenes, they're out in the desert, nice and sunny, lots of colour, green and oranges, and looks great. And this was dark. Full dark. <laughs> like someone dark. switched the lights off. Yes. <laughs> it was it was gritty, it was bloody. Um Snake had a, a metal horn coming out of his head. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see I've read a little something about it. I See, I, I understand sort of some of the stuff that's going on. I I, I don't want to say it on here because it will ruin a lot of stuff for a lot of people. But it's that horn causes something. It does something to you as a player. It's pretty cool. But everyone will see when the game comes out. <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, we're I've playing. Got... You'll be playing as Big Boss. That's correct, isn't it? In Bay? You, you are playing as Big Boss, but. You can. You don't have to. You mm-hmm. you can rescue, uh, not rescue, but you can capture uh, other enemies, and you can take them back to your base and have your own army. But you can actually play the game as those people. You don't have to play it as Big Boss. Oh, so they're taking the portable ops. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Peace Walker did the same. Uh, did did Peace Walker? Did did it? I can't bloody remember. It's been ages. I finished Portable Ops, but I never actually got into Peace Walker on the PSP. Mm, I I found the controls too hard. Mm. Yeah, see, I played Peace Walker when they uh, ported it to PlayStation 3, I think it was. Yeah, the HD release. Yeah. Yeah, I played it on then. Because Peace Walker is more canon. Yeah. Yeah. And whereas Portable Ops is there, but it's not as canon. No, I, I think in the world, um, Kojima basically has gone with portable ops. Is kind of just yeah, over, not at all really. In his timeline, he's gone. Yeah, it's not really there. It's not canon. Yeah, it's interesting. It does it does sort of fit though because it does. It's the early stages of what happens in Peace Walker. Yeah, because it's kind of starts him off with this idea of recruiting. Well, I think yeah, this one sits just after Peace Walker, doesn't it? I think. Yeah. 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 It's literally just after. Did Did you play? Did you play Ground Zeroes? 
Oh yeah, great game. Yeah. See, everyone was everyone wasn't happy about that. I got it was a tad overpriced. Agree, agree. But it was it it done its job. It most certainly wet my whistle for yeah. for the Phantom Pain because I was. But it was good though because I think it was was it last month they gave it away for free with uh, PlayStation Plus. Oh, perfect timing to build the the hype yeah. ready for the game. Yeah, it's perfect timing. But yeah, I. Yeah, t- I picked it up for fifteen dollars on special a couple of months ago, nice. but I'm, yeah, I'm happy that I paid for it. It was it was worth it. Yeah, I, I being such a Metal Gear geek, I literally got that day one, and I think I paid close. Well, it was twenty nine ninety nine. I paid for it. It's basically almost the price of a full game. Yeah, so yeah sixty bucks yeah. here. <laughs> Yeesh, that's a lot. But nah, I I totally agree with you with with the trailer. Well. Pretty dark, pretty, pretty, pretty oppressive. Just they've gone with, as you say, the, the much darker tones, and also the uh, right at the end of the very of the trailer, kind of opening people's suspicions to a lot of the trolling from Kojima that's gone on. Obviously, right at the end of the trailer, you have uh, Eli looking in a mirror, which obviously everyone believes is Liquid Snake. And I believe it is now as well, because obviously when he looks up, he looks to his right, and there is a twin of him stood with him. Which now everyone is obviously saying that that's Liquid and Solid Snake as as teenagers, which I I I go with that theory. I think that's correct because what I think has happened with the whole uh, David Hater getting fired as the voice of Big Boss, yeah. I I honestly think he's going to be in this game at the end. And it will culminate in the fight between Big Boss and Solid Snake, where Solid Snake obviously kills Big Boss from Metal Gear One on the NES. I think that's where this game will will culminate to. That that's my view on it anyway, I think. But Big Boss doesn't die, though. I thought that was <laughs> well. It, all, yeah, he 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 doesn't. Yeah, he reappeared obviously in Number Four, didn't he? But it, for all. Uh, Intents and purposes, he he was killed in Metal Gear One, wasn't he? Because Metal Gear One was trying to re- 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 uh, get his body back, wasn't it? That was the mission here. That there was his body that they were. No, oh, was that? No, that's four. That's number okay. four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no, Metal Metal Gear One was uh, Big Boss sent you a Solid Snake to go and stop the Metal Gear, but then obviously it turns out that Big Boss was actually the leader of those people who have the Metal Gear, and you have a fight with him and. You, you you supposedly kill Big Boss, but obviously we now know that he he's not dead because he turns up in number four <laughs> alive yeah, that's and well. Me- that's Metal Gear. That one wasn't it. Yes, and yes. Metal, Me- Gear so- Me- Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, because you had Metal Gear, Metal Gear Two, uh, yeah. and then Metal Gear Solid, I believe, was the next game, which was the PlayStation One. Because in that one, it's Liquid Snakes, the bad guy. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Me- but, uh, Metal Gear Solid is Liquid Snake, yeah, yeah, and he looks like Big Boss. Yeah, because um, well, they all look like Big Boss, but you know what I mean. Like he's taken kind of his position in some ways. That's yeah, because that's what he's trying to do, isn't he? He's trying to follow on from Big Boss's uh, work, but he he kind of is doing it a bit wrong. He's he's kind of taking it taking it the wrong path as everyone as. Yeah, everyone, everyone is, and as Big Boss says, here everyone's doing it wrong. Everyone, <laughs> yeah, no one gets it right. 
but yeah, I think it's going to be an absolutely spectacular game. Being oh, yeah. as as the open, I like the the open world is just spectacular for me. That is obviously taking it in a new direction because it's been very linear up until now. I, I think it's going to change the gameplay considerably. Do you think there'll be um, open world choices like, say, The Witcher or these other games where you can choose the order you do things? Or do you think the storyline will be quite linear, but there'll be more creativity to how you tackle those areas or those... Like in mm. the... Um, Oh, what's the I just had a mind blank? <laughs> the one with the the pre the preview of the game. Final uh, Metal Gear Solid. Oh, Ground Zeroes. Ground Zeroes. I don't know. I just left my head. Mind <laughs> blank. <laughs> we just we just talked about it a few minutes ago. Because <laughs> that's what I liked about that was it was you had one objective, you had your object objective, but it was a lot more freer and open to how you tackled that objective compared to previous Metal Gear games. Yeah. No, that just right. I, I, I do, uh, I do think that that's the way they're going to uh, do do the main game. You have, I, I, I remember reading somewhere that basically, obviously, you have one key mission that you can that you're supposed to be completing. However, you choose to do it: nighttime, daytime, full action, full stealth. That's up to you, and obviously, that's that mission completed. But there's obviously a lot of side missions that give you more information on the story as well. Yeah. So I think the story as a whole will be a linear story, but the actual game you can you pick and choose how you do it mission-wise. Okay. And you, if you don't do all the side missions, I think there'll be some points of the story left un, untold. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Lore Hunters... Yes, we'll be keen to... but yes, well, that's that's the thing with it. Oh, man, Metal Gear, their law is just so crazy. It's just completely balmy half the time. Yeah, so out there. I think I understand the main concept of it. I kind of have most of it down, but it's really hard to kind of explain that to someone. <laughs> it, it 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 is difficult when I said like because I've got a friend I work with, and I'm trying I'm basically trying to get him into it because he's because it, it's coming out on PC. He, he he can finally play it. And I've just been trying to explain to him and I was just like, oh, I can't do this. So I looked on the internet and just found like basically a Metal Gear timeline. I was just like, read that. <laughs> <laughs> do you, speaking of that, do you think it's a good idea for him to jump into it at number five? It's, it's To be honest, it's not a bad spot to sit in at, to be honest, because the only game previous, there was obviously uh, Peace Walker and Metal Gear 3 that were previous to it which aren't there isn't a huge amount of story there to catch up on but you can quite easily read a small wiki that I th what I gave to him I think it was two pages long and there was enough information there for you to get everything yep. to, to, to understand it is, it is a funny place to jump in on it but he's he's always been sort of an Xbox person and they haven't really yet that I think they had Metal Gear Solid Two, I think that was it. Yep. Up until now, so he hasn't played them, but he's obviously seen this and he likes open world games, so he'll be picking it up. I'll be interested to see how he goes. Yeah, I, I'm quite interested to see how he gets on as well. So yeah, but yeah, I'm very very hyped. I I think I must have watched that trailer about fifteen times now. Yeah, I'm just 
<laughs> so my, my wife's just like, oh my God, are you watching that <laughs> bloody trailer again? <laughs> but I can't help it. Uh, damn. Yeah, I'm like an addict. Uh, not long, 1st of, of September. 1st of September, yes, not long September. at all. But uh, Actually, I put my pre-order in yesterday. Yeah. For it. Yeah, I did. I haven't so got one. <laughs> I haven't actually put one in. You now you're speaking that I haven't actually got a pre-order. I should really do that. <laughs> I did the, did the same thing. They had a E3 special, uh, 50% trade-in bonus. So oh, I traded great. in Lords of the Fallen. <laughs> Lords of the Fallen. <laughs> Have you given uh, it a go? No. I, I've I've heard bad things of it, so I just didn't play it. it. Yeah. I wanted to give it a go. Um, I was hoping that they would... So it'd be cool to have Souls games as a genre um, yeah. and have other people tackle it, but they tackled it and they kind of just got bounced off. Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's not Souls. It tries. I like the fighting mechanic to an extent, but it's very clunky. Um, it's, it's big guy in small corridor meets big guy with big shield still in small corridor. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So you can hardly see half the time and yeah. Doesn't sound fun. <laughs> now, I've, no, I've I, heard the same sort of things from uh, a few people, and it's just yeah. I thought, oh, I think I'll avoid that. <laughs> and yeah, that, that it's looks good. It does actually look like a good modern game, like a lot of detail. But it's just the art style is very, very western, um, very chaos looking. Yeah. Um, spikes off spikes, um, with more spikes, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. So that was a tangent. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's cool. Uh, right. Well, my last little one I want to talk about, obviously, before the 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 two the two things that were the major outstanders for me, Star Wars Battlefront. Obviously, we yep. had that. Finally, got gameplay footage of it. What were your thoughts? Did you have you been following it at all? Any interest in it at all? Not, not to be honest, not really. No. Um, I've just never been that fussed about Star Wars. I don't know why. I think I watched I watched it with my brothers as a kid, but it's just never been something that's been that important to me. Um, uh, that's fair enough. No, yeah. I, I, I've, I know, yeah, a few people who aren't really sort of into it, but I'm a, I'm a massive Star Wars geek, and. It looks good to me. Yeah, it looks good, but I think it's pretty much Battlefield just reskinned in a Star Wars theme. That's what it looks like to me. It doesn't really look. Yeah. I was expecting a lot more. To be perfectly fair, I was. You can go third person. More. You can go Woo! third person. <laughs> <laughs> that they made such a big deal over that, and it's just like, oh yeah, I get it. You can go third person. Excellent, but it's still just a multiplayer experience. There's no real story. There's no story. There's not a campaign. So I'm just like, really? Yeah. Come on. Seriously, you're doing a Star Wars game and you haven't got a campaign. That, for me, just blows. Basically, the, the, they're kind of counting on nostalgia and people's love of the, the movies. So they'll stick you in areas and scenarios that happen in the movies, but they're not going to be the same because... Yep. Yeah, it's going to be different. 
completely agree. That's that's what their their little trailer played upon was uh, obviously playing the old sort of Hoff music with the with the walkers and the snow speeders and stuff. It's it it all played on nostalgia. The the whole entire trailer, the gameplay demo was just all based around nostalgia. And if you kind of can look past that, the game doesn't really look that spectacular. To be yeah, honest, interesting. Yeah. Yes. Right. So. The two, the two things that were announced that are just yay. Obviously, Dark Souls Three. We finally got yep. to see something of it, which I didn't. Did anyone even know it was coming? I think it kind of just came out of the blue. Did anyone? Did you know? Did, did you heard leaked, anything of it? It was leaked the week before. But bar that leak, up until now, um, had had you heard anything? I think, was I think it was a given. Uh, no. From software are good like that. It, I I was um, watching a Vati video video today, and he basically said that when he spoke to that they a few of them went and watched it, uh, like a gameplay demo behind closed doors, and apparently it's been in production before Dark Souls Two. Oh really? Now that one kind of blew my mind a little bit. I was like, oh, how the hell does that work? And it turns out that from I've actually got a few teams. And obviously, Dave uh, Miyazaki only works with a couple of them, and obviously Bloodborne being one of them. And this this team that done Dark Souls three are the team that did Dark Souls one and Demon, if I'm correct. Okay, I haven't yes. actually looked. I thought a lot of the team from Dark Souls worked on Bloodborne, but maybe that's not true. Yeah, apparently they've got more teams than we originally thought if yeah it's yeah the Vitae video he, he, he put i think it was today he put it up if you watch that he because they they went and watched i think it's like a 20 minute gameplay demo and he he explains it there but it was quite interesting to me that obviously this this just made they started production on three before they even made two <laughs> see i wonder if that because i know two started it quite early mm. um it started around the time the dlc came out from what i remember of Dark Souls One, yeah, um, yeah. I I wonder if this was Miyazaki's sequel that he was planning, but they needed to get something out quicker to keep uh, Namco happy. Possibly, mm, um, possibly. And yeah. So they they threw another team in, and this is the true sequel. Maybe that sounds completely plausible. Yeah. Although. That- Although I have heard that they are keeping both lore, I think Epic Name Bro might have mentioned it mm. uh, on Twitter, is that they're looking at keeping both both games as canon. Like they will both yes. play into the story, which is great because I like. I, I'm happy with two. I really like two. Yeah, I, I it, it <laughs> see it was everyone. Everyone digs on two a lot. But I, I really liked it. Say, so I've got no comparison to obviously because I haven't played, of course, the first one yet. But the only thing I, I compare it to Bloodborne, obviously, and a lot of people have said the way the level designs are like the older ones because there's a lot of vertical as well as horizontal, whereas Dark Souls 2 was just mainly horizontal. There was no real vertical to the levels at all. No. But I, I thought it was still a spectacular game, number two. I really, I, I really enjoyed it. I oh, I, I haven't played the Scholar version. Apparently that's um, <sighs> ace, as CJ would say. Uh, yeah, see, I, he has said so many times like scholar was i absolutely adore it it's it is a masterpiece but i can't compare it because i had i never played the original 
so I've just gone straight in with Scholar, and that that's one of the problems I had as well because it's apparently a lot harder than the, ori- the original Dark Souls because yeah, the Scholar was very hard, and I was getting my head smashed in quite badly. It's yeah, it's it, it very difficult start. Like uh, when you move in, uh, hides Tower of Flame. Man, I'm a, I was there for about six hours trying to get did through you, there. Did you go straight there or did you go through um, no, I, the forest? No, I did the forest first. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's because, well, they've got the normal enemies and then you've got loads of uh, hide knights there as well. And up the top before the, um, is it the Church of Blue? Yep. Yeah. Cathedral of Blue. Yeah, the Cathedral of Blue rather than a knight. In there, there's a there's a bloody dragon. Dragon, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> um, I think I was someone playing it, and they didn't realise there were changes, and they walked up and they freaked out because they, yeah, they'd played the game before. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. yeah, fun. Um, yeah, I had to give it a go um, because I'm I'm curious to see how the difference is. It's just hard to spend the money when I've already spent full price. Actually, I spent. I got the collector's edition. Yeah. Um, and I platinumed, platinumed the game, and yeah, it's kind of hard to go play the pay a game for a game I've already got. Yeah, no, I do, I do understand that. But the one one thing is obviously it is it is obviously graphics are slightly they're better. Obviously, graphics don't make everything. The lighting engine is better than the original, apparently. Because apparently, the original the lighting was a bit eh on the original Dark Souls too. Yeah, there weren't many places you needed the torch. Um, the, the the torch did come in handy in certain areas, but not because of darkness, just because of what it did. Like in the yeah. fog, or and in Amada, uh, you could when you had a torch out, you could see the the water where it dropped off to. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The so the, the the ledge that got me the first time I went in that bloody thing. Just walk straight like, off, la, into la, la, off into the water and down a yeah. cliff. Yeah. But yeah. no, yeah, on, on on this version, the areas that are darker, they're pitch, dark. black, they're pitch yep. black dark and you need a torch. But uh, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> Dark Souls 3. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, I, that's totally cool. Um, interesting about that, my thoughts on it. Actually, when I saw the trailer at, was it Xbox? I didn't yeah, get Xbox excited. One. I was actually kind of, I don't know how I feel. I don't know if I'm keen on this. I think I'm I'm done. That's my kind of first thoughts, and I'm like, that's kind of sad, because all the other leaks and hypes from all the other Bloodborne, Dark Souls, and Dark Souls 2, I was really excited. But this, I just saw the trailer, and I was like, I don't know if I'm excited. I got excited when I started hearing, like you mentioned, Vati Vidya, talking about their um, behind doors Other uh, The preview. gameplay demo, yeah. Uh, hearing like Dave Control Live talk about it. Uh, yeah. Talking about... Yeah how it's going to work and hearing Miyazaki describe the game, then I got excited. Yeah, uh, that I, I I completely agree with you 100%. I watched the trailer and I was like, okay, yeah, it's, it's, it's Dark Souls. Cool. But then not long after, as you say, Dave Control put his video up. Uh, I think it was a good sort of half an hour long describing pretty much everything he'd seen in that demo. And... Yeah, it sounds very interesting. It, it, a lot of the stuff, just there's so much stuff that's come out, sort of with the different sort of battle stances and 
the, the sacrifice rituals and uh, the, the way new weapons work and oh, uh, there's so much stuff to take in and I'm just like, yes, I'm actually really, really excited about it now. Yeah. And it, and also with the information they've given away, now watching the trailer again, it's kind of given me a new vibe on things like the, 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 um, at the end when you get the, uh, the, the giant king stand up, didn't you? And he's like, yes. he's on fire. And that's, that's apparently Lord of Cinder. Yeah. And apparently yeah. there's, there's multiple of these Lords of Cinders. And I don't know whether they're all going to be sort of uh, ex Dark Souls bosses that are brought back in new form. It's, I don't know. What, what sort of your take on Interesting. I, I didn't hear that it was multiple. I thought there was one Lord of Cinder. And no, people... it's the Lords of Cinders. There's multiple. Oh, I yeah. I missed that. Because uh, yeah. I had people speculating it might be Gwyn is back. Mm. Um, and, and or it's the playable character. Because people have been toying with that idea from Dark Souls 2. Like, is this guy the, <clears throat> the chosen undead from the first game? Yeah. Um, there's the little Easter egg and, <clears throat> and the, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. In Dark Souls Two, where you can actually see the Lord Vessel, um, in the in the building, in the mansion in in, in Majula. Oh, you don't know about the Lord Vessel, do you? <laughs> you haven't played Dark Souls One. No, that's cool. No, I um, do know. I I have read up a lot, lot of uh, stuff. Saying. So yeah. Okay, you do know a bit. Um, there's also like talking about the ash. There's the ash you use to burn at the bonfires in Dark mm. Souls Two. People speculate that could be chosen undead from previous cycles yeah so it's so there, there's always been the speculation for a while now about the chosen undead playing a bigger role in future games and so i don't know how i feel about them actually doing it or not i think it could be cool yeah i i th- I, I honestly think because it, it's going to be pretty cool because obviously when i first saw it it was the lord of cinder but they then have spoke i can't remember someone spoke to miyazaki and it is the Lords of Cinder, and there is more than one. So a lot of people are now saying, oh, it could be the people that have, over time, rekindled the flame. It's They are going to be the Lords of Cinders that have previously rekindled the flame, apparently. Don't know. So who knows? <laughs> we, you, know you know what From's like. With their lore, it, it could oh, it could go so many ways. Oh, for sure. Um, I it looks good. I like, I liked how Bloodborne looked. And I liked the detail and just, just you felt more immersive because the world was so well created. Yeah. And from the screenshots I've seen of Dark Souls Three, that's what I'm excited about. It's like Bloodborne, but you're playing Dark Souls. Like it looks like Bloodborne. Yeah, it's that. That's that's one thing that I did notice actually is is the art style, and a lot of people said that about the. Um, the first area that they played was um, very gothic looking and it, it it looked very much like Bloodborne and it's obviously been built on the same engine as Bloodborne so it has that same same look and I think it really suits Dark Souls seeing those leaked images I, th- I think it looks spectacular I think the art style really suits that game and now that sort of the dark because I, I think that's possibly what it is now is this is going to be played in one of the ages of dark rather than an age of light. Oh yeah, that could be cool. Um, cause yeah, we see the dying sun and it's yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
that that image was so cool like the, the sun just like leaking black bleeding yeah, yeah. Oh, so awesome just, uh, that's one thing that i love about from their art design is just oh, uh, so on. <laughs> it's so good yeah but it's just like some of the, some of the stuff that's coming out like obviously i've jotted down a few things here about how many bits and bobs like 45 new enemies that's not including previous enemies that are returning and they've made a key point of that saying that there are enemies returning plus 45 new enemy types that seems like a considerable amount to me it's pretty good yeah yeah and obviously bosses 15 new bosses and once again this this is a key to the obviously the lords of cinder because they said 15 new bosses plus previous bosses that were in previous games who may return so that i don't know obviously that may tie into the whole lord of cinders thing the dragon slayer's back <laughs> didn't we have enough of the the the, 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 uh, the dragon riders oh, oh no, <laughs> not not them <laughs> dragon riders are boring oh they they let you fight one and then you go up there and there's two more of them like oh god wait dragon riders <laughs> yeah dragon slayer is ah cool. dragon slayer yeah that's what i meant um i think yeah. that's what you said i just completely just Went took to it as dragon rider yeah straight away because i hate them <laughs> I, nah. uh, you haven't you haven't met to the original dragon slayer no i didn't actually that's that i i see that's one thing that i i want or hope i was hoping on some uh ps3 emulation possibly for ps4 kind of like what xbox had done and then i could play dark souls because i no longer have my ps3 so I'm oh, no. not able to play Dark Souls because I, I sold my PS3 when I got the PS4 thinking that I probably won't need it. And then obviously now I'm in these. I'm like, oh, I want to play Demon Souls and Dark Souls, but I don't have a PS3. you got to borrow one somehow. Yeah, I was. I phoned my friend up actually and I was like, I need to borrow your PS3. He's like, I'd lend it to you, but I've just sold it. <laughs> I was like, uh, no. you got to find a way. you got to play it before, especially before Dark Souls 3. I have to. Yeah, it, it's a must. I, I I will find it somehow, somewhere. I'll find one to borrow off one. I'm sure. PC maybe. I don't know. Oh yeah, I suppose. I could, yeah. Because my mate, he doesn't use his PC a lot. He'd actually lend me his PC as well. <laughs> Sweet. Ooh. Yeah, PC. You want you you probably want to mod it though. I've heard that the original port's not very good. Yeah, I think it can be a bit sort of. That that's a typical thing. <laughs> PC ports—they're always a bit rough around the edges. It was the first PC game that from it done? I think. Oh really? Yeah, they'd never done PC. Mm. <sighs> right. Um. Yeah. Uh, they're both excited. I think that's, yes. that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. There's just so much. Oh, yeah, that was one thing I, I've made loads of notes here. The one thing that I wanted to point out, 60 minutes of cutscenes, which may be rendered in engine. Oh, that that seems a lot for a Dark Souls game. Yeah, I'm trying to think what was in Dark Souls 2. Um, I think it might be easy to think it's a lot, but it could just be down to simple things like entering new areas. They might just do a, a thing where you get a... Um, you get to see where you're about to go. Yeah, um, I suppose maybe boss boss CGIs because you always get like a little video. 
intro intro <laughs> but they, they, they did turn around and say that there'll be no uh red blood eyeball things <laughs> from dark souls 2 whenever you see a new boss now apparently oh. they've got rid of that because apparently <laughs> I, everyone hated that i didn't mind i didn't, he, didn't see the problem it didn't bother me at all but yeah apparently a lot of people didn't like it so they've got rid of it uh, yeah weird. very strange so yeah it's uh dark souls 3 very very much i can't wait so I'd say the final final little piece, because I know you're going to have to shoot off soon, aren't you? Yes, I do, yep. Yep. Uh, we'll make this one quick then. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, I've been waiting for this for so long. <laughs> so, so very long. Well, they when did they first tease that? It was what, when they announced the PlayStation 3, they did that CGI and it's oh, been since then everyone's been like oh we want it and it's been an absolute want from everyone and we didn't think we was ever going to see it and then yeah they, did. they showed it what, <laughs> what was interesting is i'm sure they've kind of always said now we're not going to do it <laughs> they yeah they have said a few times that they categorically are not going to make it i think possibly doing that though just to um lead us on a on a, on a wild goose chase yeah get, it was get actually in, interesting like um heard someone mention last year at e3 i think it was they had the final Fantasy 7 logo came up and everyone kind of got excited and it was it the was PC, port. pc ports yeah <laughs> and so it was the best sony just pulled off square sorry not sony square enix just pulled off the best year-long troll <laughs> yeah um, people have <laughs> given up on the idea because they're like oh it's just pc port that's all they're PC gonna do port. yeah yeah and then now a year later bam and and there, and there's the, the the one word there as well which makes it all remake remake not remaster yes which is very interesting and it's I don't know how they're going to play it, to be honest. I was just thinking about it, sort of, are they going to keep the turn-based battle systems, the the top-down view, uh, on-screen enemies or random encounters still? There's so much, like... Oh. I honestly don't know if they can keep turn-based. No. Um, I wouldn't mind it because I've got no problem with it. Um, yeah. But at most games are moving away. Like people are too impatient for turn-based games these days. On that note, uh, though, I I I've been sort of looking around, and a lot of a lot of people are actually kind of saying, "I will be very upset if they didn't do turn-based." Oh, because, good. Okay. Because maybe I'm lot, wrong. Yeah. But, see, I don't know. I think it's if they're. I think if they want to bring new people in, I think they need to get rid of turn base. But if they're just aiming at the people that played it before, I think they could quite easily keep it as turn based. Because people like us, I'd quite happily keep it turn based. Because I think that's kind of a core point of the game. That's how I, I know agree. it. Yeah. I agree. Um, see, my brother, both of us are big fans, but we played it together as kids. Um, he he, we've discussed this topic a while ago, a few years back, mm. when Crisis Core came out, and I, we talked Ooh. about the idea of them remaking it as in the kind of look of Crisis Core, because yeah. that was quite fancy back then. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I would I said that I'd like the fighting to stay turn based, but he was like, no, I would want it Crisis Core action. 
I needed it. I needed it to be action. So both of us liked it originally, but he was on the mm. line of wanting it action, more action RPG, and I was happy mm. for it to be turn based. I wouldn't mind it being Final Fantasy fifteen fighting, but I think I'd be. I think I'd prefer it more turn based. Yeah, I I think random encounters maybe move away from move into. I so guess it could be random. You see the enemy, and so it's more. I don't want top-down view. I'd like it to be. You're more immersed in the world. I'd love to be immersed in Midgar, like you get immersed in the Final Fantasy 15 world. That, you're that actually, yeah, like that would just be awesome. Like you follow behind third person, but you could see the enemies and you encounter. I don't want this stupid loading screen between fights and <laughs> and encounters. I'd want it to be instant. But happy for that to be turn base. Yeah, does that make uh, sense? Yeah, I mean they kind of. Um, so it kind of, if it was turn base, they'd have to go kind of down the route as like what thirteen was, wasn't it? That was obviously full three D. But then you'd hit your area, and it, you'd have a quick pin out to to your, your turn based area, wouldn't you? That's if they was doing it turn based. So I don't know. I don't know that one. I definitely think that they they should have uh, on screen enemies rather than random encounters. Yeah, for sure. That that's that's a, I think random encounters was a an old mechanic that we could do away with most definitely. Yeah. I I just one thing they have to keep uh, uh, materia similar. <sighs> yes. If they lose that and take away it's just how that worked. I'd be very disappointed. Yeah, I think that that was a massive key part to customising your characters and having everyone set up how you wanted was with your material. I, I don't think they'll get rid of that. I honestly don't. And if they did, they'd be crazy. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever manage to get it, um, your material chaining, like doing chaining magic? <sighs> I don't think I did. It was you could do it like if you got double ups and stuff, and you got mm. linked material, you could make it so you, you something would happen, and you could yeah do several spells at once. It was pretty cool. No, I don't think I've ever ever really. See, the thing is, I love I I do love the Final Fantasy games, but when it comes to the battle system, I'm kind of always just on that on that top layer. <laughs> Yeah, I, I find it hard to get dandy because it's. I'm a bit. My brain processes information a bit slow, so it's like when I played. I think it was twelve. Like I set up one or two gambits and I went on. My friend, he basically had all his gambits set up so he could just walk into battle when the computer did everything for him. And I was just like, "How the hell did you do that?" Uh, and he just <laughs> he's just got this huge list of gambits. I'm like, man, my brain couldn't even work that out. I probably had like two or three for each character. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm not, I, I, I don't get into the making the computer do it. That's why I didn't like thirteen. I couldn't get into it is because it was things would do it yourself, and yeah, I like yeah, control. Yeah, that was just like yeah, auto battle every time, and you, the only thing you really had to concentrate on was doing the, the sorting out your paradigm shifts, and that's the yeah, only thing even, you really had to concentrate on. Really, I don't even know what they are because I gave up pretty quick on that game. Oh, really? I just couldn't get into it. Hated it. Ah, see, I, I actually I did like it. I got into it. I finished it. Went all the way through, but it it didn't really open out till you sort of played at least thirty hours. But yeah. then, yeah, I, the story was pretty pretty good. 
but the the sequels to it were yeah pretty rough. Obviously, X Two Lightning Returns. I didn't even play Lightning Returns. That's the only Final Fantasy game I've ever skipped. No, yeah, so I haven't played like ten is the last one I played right through. Mm. Um, so I'm really keen for fifteen to be good. I've just started playing ten again actually because I picked up the the remastered version for PS4. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just started playing that again. Oh, Blitz. Such, such a good game. Man, I spent hours on Blitzball. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, see? That, never really got into Blitzball. Didn't really oh, play it. awesome. Mm. Uh, I actually wanted at the time, I wanted some, uh, to make a game just like that so you could play with your friends, co-op or multiplayer. Mm. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Did it, God, that, that was one thing, because with the Blitzball, I never, I think it, uh, was it Wacker? The only way you could get his uh, final overdrive was, was via... completing a Blitzball mission. Yeah, so I, I never ever did get that because I was just horrendous at Blitzball. <laughs> Absolutely horrific. <laughs> I, I think I got my team so good I could actually score most of my players from my own goal. Wow! <laughs> um, like you can get so overpowered, and it? it's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's. that's... Yes. So, yeah, that's uh, well. There's not really a lot we can obviously say about the old Final Fantasy VII because they've don't just know much. don't know much at the moment. But apparently, we've got more information coming this winter, so we'll uh, keep our eyes peeled for that. Uh, I just hope it's not too far away. No, I, I. The thing is, though, we'll, I think we'll know come winter whether it'll be 2016 or 2017. I've got a feeling it's going to be 2017. Oh, that, that disappoints me. I like how From Software do it. You hear of a game, it's out within nine months. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like Dark Souls 3, oh, here's a trailer. It was out in early 2016. Same thing with Bloodborne. It was yeah. announced same time last year, out March. Yeah. And, and it came out in, what, Christmas? It was at Christmas time, wasn't it? Or was it March? March, yeah. March, yes, March, yeah. 19th of March. That's right, yeah. Yeah, and it, it was, that's what happened with Last Guardian. They announced that, God, how long? <laughs> I, I, I can't even remember when they first announced that. It's ridiculous. Seven years ago or something? Seven or eight years ago? Yeah. It was just, at the start of the PlayStation 3 cycle, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, absolutely crazy. I, I do agree with you, though. They need to not announce games too early. They need to sort of wait until they're close to finishing the game. All right, here's this game. It's coming out in six to nine months. Yeah, too much hype and too much uh, leeway, um, lead up time, sorry, to games. Just I think it damages them. Yes, Yes, I totally agree. It it, it often does. It often does damage a game because everyone gets so excited. And then it kind of tails off sometimes, though, because they leave it so long. It's just like, but then... They leave room too much room to live up to. Like the Last Guardian, that's got a hell of a lot to live up to now, because of all the yeah, hype sure. over the years. It's it's got to be a good game, or they're going to be in trouble. And as I said earlier, I really want it to be a good game to try yeah. to change that that typical um, long development game. Yeah. Yes. And I think also with the the length of time we um, lead up is also the amount of information. Like I really enjoyed Dark Souls Two, and I think it's the. I feel bad for the director because I think he did a great job. Yeah. Um, and he's received a lot of flack from the community, or fans of Dark Souls One, and I think that's a little unfair. 
um, because he did still do a great, it's, it's a great job at game. It's better than most games that came out last year. Yeah, absolutely. Or whenever it came out, yeah, two years ago. Yeah. No, day last year. Is it last year? Yeah. Last year. Must 20... be. Yeah, we've had a Souls game every year. I think it was, yeah, early 2014, wasn't it? No. Yeah. No, it was like, no, it's, um, always at Christmas 2013. It was March, it was March as well. It yeah. was March uh, yeah. 14. Um, it was one of the best games of its time, but I, I think it maybe it was how Namco dealt with it. I, I knew too much and I think I spoiled it for myself. I knew too much about the game. There were very little surprises in the game. Whereas Bloodborne, purposely they kept things from us yeah that's what i totally agree like everyone's like oh it all looks the same because they were literally only showing us yarn <laughs> the first half an hour <laughs> was it and they weren't showing anything else and that when i played it i was like yeah, yeah. and then when it all changes i was like what the hell where did all this what? come from <laughs> yeah and i kind of like um at the same time i like how miyazaki and the and from software because it's not just miyazaki we've got to give credit to the whole team oh absolutely um i think sometimes we credit um these these directors like uh kojima and, and miyazaki with too much credit because they still rely on a team uh yes. to make them yep. as good as they are um the way they told the story like i thought it was a gothic horror the whole whole game yeah and it was going to be werewolves <laughs> and then you get halfway through the game and i sat back and was like wait a minute this isn't a, this isn't a werewolf horror <laughs> it but, is completely not a werewolf horror yeah no but it, it did it so naturally and smooth that I, it wasn't a, it wasn't like this i'm playing a different game now it yeah. kind of just made sense even though it doesn't yeah it and i really like that it, it it was a very smooth transition and it's like hold on hold on what's going on here We've just gradually just ebbed away, and now it's it's very. It, it moved from you, you, as you say, your gothic horror to supernatural uh, sort of cosmic horror quite cosmic nicely. Horror, yeah. yeah, and it was just like wow, <laughs> they they did a fantastic job of of doing that. And as I say, I think the only thing Miyazaki worked on on that was level design. So yeah. you, as you say, you you have to say a great sort of well done to the, the, the team that make these games because they do a really good job and as you say they don't get enough praise I don't think no no I totally agree with you on that and yeah. and it's we set up these these directors or these lead people too high and when they fall they fall hard very, but it's yeah, not always their fault so. and it's the same thing with the director of Dark Souls 2 he was I think he's he'd be up there with some of the top directors and he directed the DLC and that's some of the best games. Uh, I think that maybe they were under too much pressure, and so a few things were yeah. left out of Dark Souls. Not left out because it was a full game. I mean, um, they didn't have time to just tweak it and get it to yeah, perfection. Yeah, certain bits and bobs, yeah. Well, as you say, the DLC was was on a different level. It was it was really, really good. I, I think they kind of got their claws into what makes a Dark Souls game when they made the DLC. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Very yeah. top-notch. Cool. Well, should leave it there. Yes, so I shall say thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, it's been a much longer episode this week, obviously, because uh, bringing Vader on board. Thank you for joining me, and thank you for joining the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. Awesome, and uh, we shall see you again soon. Yep, have a good one. Farewell, good hunter. 
May you find your worth in the waking world.